First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Welcome back, everyone, to the Two Beers Podcast, episode 14. I'm Drew. I'm here with my man, Jordan. Jordan, what's up? Drew, what is up? Good job with the intro. Oh, God. I blacked out. What happened? <laughs> I felt good. I felt good. So I don't know. I, I, I really thought there was going to be some... Uh, you, you were so adamant about wanting to do the intro. I really thought there was going to be some kind of just jag-off remark about, about the parlay right off the bat. So, uh, Well, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into the parlay and... Uh, you know, kind of what went wrong, what we're going to be doing in the future there. Anyone that listened to the Peaky Pod this past week, they know that we were taking we were taking resumes for uh, your replacement. So, um, we'll we'll see if we got any. I may just be picking all the games myself at this point. Yeah, seriously. But, uh, yeah, looking uh, looking forward to this week. We had some some interesting stuff going on. Yeah, what's on tap, brother? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna talk NBA. Apparently, apparently a trade went down with a uh, a disgruntled NBA superstar. That that never happens. So it's uh, <laughs> it's really given us something something to think about and talk about in the uh, in the news this week and in, in in that world. As if it wasn't there wasn't enough going on with all the COVID hits hits and uh, delays for the NBA and postponements. Um, hey, the the uh, the NFL playoffs kicked off last week, so we're gonna. We're going to talk about last weekend's games, some of our thoughts, some of our uh, Tuesday afternoon quarterbacking, if you will, and then uh, talk about what's coming up this week. We'll do the parlay, and then uh, we're going to talk a little entertainment. You want to, why, don't you, why don't you let the crowd know what we're going to be doing this week, entertainment-wise? Yeah, so uh, with, with hockey being back, um, I had never seen Mystery Alaska, and Drew was, like, Drew was like, dude, watch Mystery Alaska, and I was like, okay. So uh, we are just going to chat about that movie and give our Russell Crowe top five on beer number two. So that being said, everyone assume positions. Three, two, two one. one. Uh, uh, it's stuck there for a second. Um, Drew, I got it. Oh, would you, uh, did you get it? I got it. The Nectar of the Gods. God. Krogs, Nugget, Nectar. I've, Woo, let's I've, go, I've baby. Did, I've been to three liquor stores, and they're all gone. This is insane. It is a, I, I'd, I'd call it an imperial amber. Yeah, actually, that's what they, exactly what they call it on the can is, is an oh, imperial so you amber. Can, you can read. All right, okay. 7.5%. Oh, it's, it's a seasonal beer, y'all. So it comes out, like, it used to be February. They, they moved it up to January. Here's this inaugural 2021 sip. Give it to me. I mean, how good is this stuff? Like, I, I just, I just don't get it. Oh. I, I can't believe it's. I still can't believe it's all gone. Oh, have you never had it? I never have. No. Oh, it's just, it's a hoppy amber, and it. Oh my god! Uh, I, and I, honestly, my favorite way to drink beer is out of the can on ice, and I got them on ice. Oh, nice. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Before, before we started the pod, the only trogues I had was the Mad Elf, just because that was just kind of like the Christmas thing, and then. Yeah. Uh, and then I got into the Blizzard hops, which was which was good. Um, and then I kept my, my buddies from uh, from Harrisburg, Alex and Jim, kept telling me, "Oh man, this uh, this Nugget Nectar is uh, oh. is delicious." And then 
I go to Joe Canals, Old Faithful, who has everything, and they're all gone. I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. Dude, went, the, we are we are stacked to the gills, my friend, I've, up in I've, my stores. Yeah, oh. I was going to say, I, I heard PA, in PA it's everywhere, so maybe I got to – God, it means I have to get gas and, like, actually put, like, underwear on and leave my house. I don't I don't. Eh, I don't debatable. Know. It depends what parts of PA, right? That's – yeah, that's true. I can get I can get good money leaving the house like that in some of those parts, but – uh but yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm actually drinking a Tro's a Blizzard hops. I got a few more of these left for okay, the holiday cool. season, so we're we're troging it up as usual. Some more some more free advertising. God, they they really are going to be our, our first uh, advertiser whenever whenever that happens. I mean, it's not a, it's not a coincidence that the uh, the sales in the uh, in their in their beers have gone up since we started recording. Look, just just give me nugget nectars year round. Give me the nugs. Love nugs. We don't we don't even need cash, Trogs. We just need free beer. Seriously. All right, man. So let's do it. NBA. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey! Before we get in the NBA, uh, I just it. wanted to mention this real quick. You know, we we kind of joked how uh, boxing was slowing down, and oh, by the way, all of a sudden February we got we got three uh, names. Uh, that are going to be fighting Jojo Diaz, Burchelt, and Joe Smith Jr. Not fighting each other, but um, you know, all all big names all of a sudden in the month of February. And then, um, oh by the way, I will I will I will give you ten dollars if you can tell me the weight classes of all three of those guys' names you just you just mentioned. Burchelt is one forty two. <laughs> Joe Smith Jr. is one. No, no, Burchelt's one sixty. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Smith Jr. is 166, and JoJo Diaz is one uh, 130. You're just you're just you're just screwing with me, right? <laughs> you're just making up weight classes now. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, this is so and, good. And oh, by the way, um, Mayweather is fighting the YouTuber, one of the YouTubers. So that's in February, which we will not be buying. I, I, I still, I still, don't, I still don't remember if it's Joe, if it's uh, Jake or Logan Paul that he's fighting. I keep getting the brothers. I keep getting them confused. I don't know. I feel like there should be a tag team match with with Mayweather and like Conor McGregor tag teaming it with with and just like alternate rounds. It should like, be. It should be. It should be Floyd and Tank versus the Logan brothers. Imagine the pay per view vibes on that. No. Um, it's by the way, it's one thirty, one thirty, and one one seventy five. If you were paying attention to the weight classes, isn't that what I said? Uh, you said like one forty seven, one sixty ten. I you de- I, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell if you were joking on Burchell because we've only been talking about him versus Shakur for about three months now. So uh, there, I think there was a niner in there. Yeah. So um, uh, hey, anyway, I, I think there was some big NBA news. There was man, uh, a disgruntled star who handled himself incredibly professionally. I'd have to say, uh, got got traded. So uh, let's get into it, James. We've been we've been we've been throwing James Harden around here probably for you know a good month. Uh, you know he's he's not happy in Houston. Um, you know after after about I forget how long he's been there but let's just call it 6 7 years of you know the organization trading a ton of assets to get him using assets to put as much talent around him as possible trading for players that he wants and giving up all their future capital uh, and then him just coming up short in fourth quarters and not getting it done he's uh he's apparently given all he all he can to the organization and it's a mess and he uh he said there's really no way uh really no way to fix anything that was his press conference after uh 
uh, a loss the other night where in the middle of the game, he just like basically threw a ball out of bounds because he just, you know, wanted to make a statement that you need to trade me. So uh, we saw, we, we, and uh, oh, by the way, and he's 35 pounds overweight. So that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, weird. It's almost like the players shouldn't try and be the GMs. Weird. Yeah, no, I mean, go, yeah, go figure. He, he wanted, <laughs> he wanted Chris Paul. So they, they traded an arm and a leg to get Chris Paul. Uh, two years after that, he was sick of Chris Paul and then wanted Russell Westbrook. So then they traded uh, multiple first round picks for that for that train wreck, and that didn't even last a season. And he wanted him gone. So here's here's where we are in the NBA the NBA today. Now Harden Harden had two years left and a player option on his contract, and the Rockets had to trade him. Um, yeah, we'll we'll talk about whether that's good for the NBA or not after the fact. But let's let's get into the trade. Um, you know, yesterday after after the ridic- his ridiculous press conference, which I love John Wall's response. Uh, I, I forget who I think he went he went at right after Harden after the game. It was just like, uh, I mean, you want to quit after nine games? Like, you know, the, it's been nine games, dude. Like, come on, let's like let's 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 relax and not panic here. Yeah. Um, so then the next the next morning, the Rockets basically uh, released to the press that you know we're we're gonna have James just stay home. So they basically said, don't don't come near here. You just just stay home till we trade you. Um, and you know I you know the Rockets they've been they've been doing what they should do. They're they've been trying to get the most value they can for a first team All NBA player. They're not gonna take you know thirty cents on the dollar just because he wants to get out of there. Um, and you know, goodbye them. Like that's you know. They're they're handling themselves the way they they should. You know they they haven't wronged James Harden. They haven't wasted his talent by not making moves and not trying to make it a competitive team. We talked yeah. about we talked everyone talked about for three years. You know how the Rockets should be commended because while other teams just said we're going to wait out this Warriors uh, super team with Durant, they actually went for it and tried to beat them. Yeah. Um, so they don't owe, they don't owe him anything. Like they they don't need to you know force a trade. Are people now, saying that they owe him something? Well, I think I think I think it's like oh well you know these guys uh, the Rockets you know should be doing things the right way. I, I think it's I think you're gonna find there's people on both camps that you know they if you you know you know he's done he's done everything for them they should try to move him and uh, you know make the situation better. Um, but you know what like in my mind he he should have been handling himself professionally like. You don't don't come into camp thirty five pounds overweight like you're you know you're playing all grumpy during the game like hey, that it, quarantine bod bro we all got that ah uh, yeah um, <laughs> yeah except we're not we're not making you know whatever it is thirty if I this- was I probably would be thirty five pounds overweight I mean <laughs> steak, steaks every night shit yeah make it oh well I mean you know and anyway, you know, he, you know so his his, me, well, yeah, his, his post game meal are the steaks at the uh, the Houston strip clubs yeah um, look so I, I just wanted to. Um, talk about the other aspects of this trade, you know, before we just keep going down the James Harden path. But, um, you know, Karis LeVert going to Indiana. Love it. Love, love, love. Wait, you want me to, let me, I'm going to, let's, let's get the actual trade out. I'll, I'll say uh, what each team got. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to say what each team got, and then you say what you liked about it. All right, why don't you chill? That's kind of what I was doing, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, but you weren't going to, you weren't going to include all the draft picks. You were going to have that. I specifically, what did we talked okay. about before the show? You needed to be prepared and ready to go. <laughs> you need to match my intensity on this. Okay, go ahead, pretty boy. All right, so it was a four-team trade that went down after I was having a heart attack that the 76ers were going to do something stupid and trade for this clown. The Brooklyn Nets swoop in, and they make the trade for James Harden. 
So the four teams involved, the Brooklyn Nets, the Houston Rockets, the Indiana Pacers, and the Cavaliers. So the Pacers, we'll start with the, pay, the Pacers. The Pacers in this trade received Karis LeVert from the Nets and a second-round pick. Go. <laughs> oh, it's my turn now. Now it's your turn. Tell, <laughs> Dude, your I love, on- I, 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 like you said, I, uh, like you've been saying for a couple weeks, the Pacers are a team that hustles. Sabonis, I saw him live in Denver against Seton, against Seton Hall when he was in college. Um, lo- love watching his NBA career. Karis LeVert fits that team. It, they're kind of like they're kind of built, kind of like the Nets were when Karis LeVert was starting, except for they're just better. <laughs> and uh, I'd say I'd, I'd say significantly better. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like they kind of have like that group approach, not just like one yeah. superstar approach. So, um, I'm, by the way, I'm hearing an echo. So help me God, if there's an echo, which you're you're pretty loud, by the way. Um, but, um, I'm pretty. That's what I'm saying. You got to match my intensity today. <laughs> anyway, um, carrot. So yeah, carrot. I I mean, I love I love the trade from from the uh, the net stamp. Or I'm sorry, the the Pacers standpoint. Plus, I love I like Depot. So Depot left there. Yeah, P- yeah. The Pacers in return, the Pacers sent out Victor Oladipo. Um, to the I Rockets. Like, yeah, yeah. So I like Depot, but. Um, you know he had his was his contract up at the end of this year or did he have yeah. one left this was this was the last year of his deal yeah and it was just kind of like mixed signals on whether or not he wanted to be there so and and he he unlike James Harden I'd say he probably did it more professionally of like kind of not that he was disgruntled but kind of like yeah I don't know this and that so anyway they got but like ri- he, they got he, they got he, rid he, of the uncertainty and they got yeah. Karis LeVert for a couple years you know on on a decent term and so dude I love it I love yeah. it for them. Well, and and on the depot standpoint, like he didn't come into camp forty pounds out of shape and was playing like an yeah. asshole. Like he yeah, actually was, like, he was he was doing like his job, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's the, I I love it too. I you know again the Pacers they're not a free agent destination, so they need to just try to acquire as as many like good player assets as they can to try to keep the team competitive. Um, you know, and I you know I think I think Levert. Uh, I, I won't say he's an upgrade from Old Depot because Old Depot is a you know two-time All Star, but I think I think he can he can certainly uh, match that production, and I think you know he has a lot of potential just based on what we've seen out of him the last few years in Brooklyn. So yeah, I, I really like the trade for them. Uh, the next team that was involved, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So the Cavaliers they end up getting Jared Allen and Turi and Prince from the Nets, and they sent out the first round pick that they got from the bucks um as part of that uh three-way trade with uh that got um drew holiday in the door and that goes to the rockets what do you think for the for the Cavs? um so jared allen is is the dude with the fro right the center yeah he's the guy that took that love tap from him in the playoffs a couple years ago oh wow you're gonna cry about that still no, I'm saying like he took a lot, like like MB just gave him a love tap and he was on the ground like crying about it. That's what I'm saying. So you you're gonna cry about that still? He was the cry. Later? No, he was crying about it. The Sixers won that series. But now you're crying about it. <sighs> I, I, all right. Do you, do you even do you know the guy? Or are you just trying? Yes, to, uh... I know. I'm just, <laughs> both. I know the guy and I'm trying to piss you off. Go um, ahead. I, honestly, I always liked I always liked him. I like his game. It's he's he's not some kind of like dynamic player, but he's very good at what he does. Um, right. it, it's strange for them though because they already have Kevin Love, Andre Drummond, 
and they already play kind of big, so it's just kind of like adding yeah. to their stable. <laughs> well, I but, think uh, I think it makes it more flexible for them now if they try to, to do different do different. Well, I was going to say court. to move. You know, I I suspect that Kevin Love is going to be moved here at the All Star. Gotcha. Um, that well, that's what I was going to say. It probably I I haven't looked at it, but I'm sure it makes more sense in terms of money and dollars that they they can kind of move assets and money around and try and position themselves to actually add pieces in, in places where they need it. Yeah, I, no, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, you know, they got two two very serviceable players for giving up another team's asset that's probably going to end up with pick 25 through 30. So I like I really like Torian Prince. I think uh, for anyone that was watching the, uh, the Sixers-Nets game, uh, I think last week, uh, the best part was Chris Webber was uh, commentating the game and refer to Torian Prince as um, – Oh my God! How am I forgetting Tayshawn this? Prince? No, no, no! Oh God, the guy from the Hawks, uh, Damari Carroll. He was <laughs> referring to Terry Prince as Damari Carroll at least <laughs> at least two times. Uh, who's been retired and by the been. way, I'm glad you brought that up because, dude, Chris Webber, like he's awful. He's, oh my gosh, he's, he's terrible. Like a cliff. Like he was already like mediocre, but off of a cliff. Like he. Like and like you said, it's almost like he's doing no research, like on these broadcasts. Well, I can't, I can't remember if he's in. I can't remember if he got in the Hall of Fame last year or if he's going to go in this year. But usually, they put these guys as commentators to get them more publicity to get Hall of Fame votes. Just put him in the friggin' Hall of Fame already, so we can stop. Like he, yeah, he's a train wreck. He's he. I uh, God. I, I just I have to watch the games on mute when he's commentating. That, I do that a lot too. <laughs> yeah, oh, he, dude, he's bad across man. a lot of different sports. Our, I, I watch games on mute a lot. Our our buddies Mike and Lou are on that same path with us. Like he, yeah, he is not good. He, yeah, I, I, it makes me it makes me think less of him as a player just listening to him uh, <laughs> as and I was a fan of him as a player, so he's so bad. But uh, but yeah, I, again, I like Prince I, when he was a free agent. I really wanted the Sixers to grab him. I think he's a, a really good player. So that's the Cavs. But he's a uh, decent two way player. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's get let's get into what the Rockets get. So the Rockets end up with Oladipo, Dante Exum, uh, that guy on the Nets that smacked his girlfriend around, Rodonis Caracas. I'm not even going to bother to pronounce oh, okay. that correctly. They get four first round picks. And they get four first round swaps from the Pick Nets. Swaps. Yeah. So they, yeah. So if they basically control the draft, you know, they're eight eight years worth of first round picks. Now, some of those swaps, I think two of those swaps with the Nets are going to happen when Durant and all these guys are still there. So like the first swap is this year. So obviously, it's probably a good good pretty good chance that the rockets aren't going to exercise that right um but man in some of those back years it's it's going to be bad um yeah i think the rockets you know the only teams that seem to be really interested in getting hard in were the sixers and brooklyn and so i think i think the rockets made out okay here they get um they get they get a former all-star you know we'll see how old depot um you know kind of blends in with these guys to see if he can get back to where he was before the injury. Um, and again, they get eight, effectively, you know, eight, eight, eight years of, of first round uh, pick control. So I, I, I given the situation, um, you know, I'd probably would have, if I, I mean, if I'm them, I would have rather had Ben Simmons, but you can't beat, I mean, you can't beat some of those picks. So I'd, I'd probably say I'd give them an A minus for this, for this trade. Yeah. I'd give them an A it, it's a heist. Look, it's, it's, a, it's now to your point, 
what they gave up was a lot. However, when you on the flip side, when you have a disgruntled star, you can end up getting not like you could end up yeah, getting nah, pennies on the dollar. So it's like to get all those first round picks plus plus depot at least for the rest of this season. Um, man, I think they did real good, and and it, it's not like there was a lot of it wasn't like there was a lot of bitters. Like it was the Sixers. And the That's Nets, it. yeah, and, the Sixers and, and the Nets, really, right? So, like, to have only two bidders and a disgruntled star, and and the NBA, you know, is a league where the stars run it. So, <laughs> like, like it would it would it have been shocking if the like the star got what they wanted and the team got nothing? No. So I I, I gave them a full A, man. I, I thought they did great. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. I I, I don't know what the what the Sixer if the Sixers deal was real or. If that was just kind of leverage to get more first round picks out of the Nets, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just always of the belief, like if I had, if I got a first team All NBA player, like I want, I want at least the a potential player that can reach that. And I mean, Old Depot isn't you know anywhere near that. Um, you could argue Ben Simmons isn't either, but you know, I you know I have my irrational love for the kid. Um, yeah, I think that's it. So that's you know we'll see what the Rockets do. You know, are they gonna you know will they will they even compete for an eight seed? Probably not. Look, um, I, I want to say this too before before we wrap this up. Oh, we're not close to wrapping this up. We're gonna talk about the Nets. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, all right. Well, I'll, I'll, let's just tra- go ahead and transition to this. Well, I was I gonna say, say so here. Again. So here's what the Nets get in the deal: James Harden and a second round pick. <laughs> yeah. Now, so, I mean, they're they're. I mean, Kyrie Irving's still giving him issues. He's he's off at parties, you know, without wearing a mask. He's, you know, and I, I kind of, <laughs> like, this kind of took waiting me for back. His, waiting for the restock of his Sage so he can start going and playing game, road yeah, games again. Yeah, exactly. Waiting for his Amazon shipment of Sage to come in. Um, but, uh, you know, what? just scrolling through Twitter, it's been a while since I worked the hourly shift, but it kind of took me back. People saying, man, Kyrie, Kyrie's at... <laughs> He's he's legit doing a no call no show on on an NBA contract. He really is. <laughs> he's yeah. He's he's taking his his PT, PTO on a nine to five job. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just so funny. Yeah. I'll t- I, you know, it's the NBA. You know, stars stars win championships. Like the more stars you can assemble, you know, your odds go up. I, I'll tell you what, man. If Kyrie, like I. I, I give the Nets a B plus for this trade because I just I don't know where Kyrie is. If Kyrie's not going to play and this is going to be a thing, that t- like Harden and Durant with what they have left isn't isn't going to be enough to I, I don't even know if that's enough to get out of the East. Um, you know they gave up a ton of depth like so really all they're left with now is Joe Harris, De- DeAndre Jordan, and anyone that's been watching DeAndre Jordan play this year, my God, um, and. Uh, what's his name and Landry Landry Shamit coming off coming off the bed. So, you know, I don't know. I I'd be cur- I'd be curious to know how much the Kyrie Irving issue played into them making this deal and going all and going really all in here with all the the draft capital. I'm pretty sure their up. GM said they were separate separate issues. Separate but, issues. Um, I um I, I hear you there, but th- for me, there's also the other side of it that. When all three of those guys are playing, there's not there's not enough possessions and there's not enough ball to keep them all happy. Yeah, Hard, so, I mean, Harden, Harden basically has to go back to how he played in Oklahoma City to make it work. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, like, dude, I 
even uh, they, they 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 might be better off without Kyrie. Um, well, I if I if I if I if 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 I were Brooklyn, I would have tried to throw Kyrie in the deal to get. I would have I would have rather kept the Levert and uh, and or Jared Allen and shipped Kyrie's ass out of there. Oh, of course. Um, but who in the world's and that's what I'm saying about getting something for your for your star. Like, who's gonna trade what for Kyrie? Like, yeah. who's gonna take on the contract? Well, I guess in the NBA you have to match contracts, but. Um, yeah, you got you got to get within like seventy five percent of the money. Yeah, I don't know if if they changed it for COVID rules or anything like that, but yeah, man, I I don't know. I, I, that being said, I'd officially I'm, I, I officially want to do it. Wanted, do I, it. I'm trying to. <laughs> my turn. Do it. It's your turn. <laughs> I officially am changing my Nets pick. I don't want. I they are radioactive. I ain't touching them with a pole. I, um, Radioactive. That was a good song back then. Um, it, it was. Um, so I am toggling back and forth between Sixers. I, I, I really want the Bucks to do it, but they, I, they don't have enough shooting. Chris I don't Middleton, think. not gonna get it done. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm toggling back and forth of the Sixers just because they went out and got a ton of shooting, or the Celtics. And I'm just gonna roll the Celtics because a couple things. Because you suck. Can you drink Bush Light? Sure. Um, number one, you suck because your coach is Doc Rivers. That's very fair. Very Two, fair. Um, the um, Jalen Brown. I I just love players who actually work hard and improve. And like he, the arc of what he's done his first what five years or so is so cool and so awesome just love it plus yeah, I'm, I'm a big Jalen fan since his college days like Kemba dude Kemba like I freaking love Kemba so yeah I, I'm gonna roll Celtics out of the I mean, east I, I don't I don't know if you can count Kemba actually uh being healthy by the time the playoffs come around but sure yeah I know but I all I have is visions of Kemba just hitting big shots so I'm yeah. I'm which is exactly what Kevin Durant's probably going to do in my face after I got off that wagon, but um, that's okay. I'm going. Their chances go up. Or Vegas, Vegas uh, bumped them. I think they bumped them from plus two fifty to plus two twenty five to win the title. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So. Well, I'll just say Celtics come out of the East and to win it all, dude. I have. I don't even know right now. Like I get. I guess Lakers. Maybe Celtics. I don't know. Celtics, yeah, Lakers. I'd, I'd, I'd still probably. I mean, I would still ride with the Lakers just because they got two, two, two top three players, arguably right now. So yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to. Uh, I'll, I'll just do that since that's what you said, and and we'll just put 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 it to the test of my bad luck versus your good picking, and um, I'll just yeah. say Lakers as well. Yeah. So uh, either we're good or good or bad for the league. This James Harden situation. Um, I think it's just more of the same, quite honestly. I don't know if it's good or bad. Or, eh. I guess it's good just because it's COVID, and I know that their ratings were down last year. I think they're up so far this year, but I, I guess just, just hoopla and hype kind of is good for them. So, um, okay. I, I, I'll, I mean, it's not good for people who like to watch basketball in parody and parody and team building, like – but um, if you like watching 
super teams and like superstars like run the show, then you you probably are more hyped about this. Um, so I don't know. What what, what do you think? I I don't think I mean I I think it's bad for the for the league just because just because of how he handled himself and uh you know it just sets a precedent for other guys now to be like well I'll just I'll just show up out of weight or over overweight and you know be a gloomy Gus and uh, talk about how bad this <laughs> gloomy is, Gus yeah how 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 bad <laughs> how bad the situation is in my post games and it'll force a team's hand it you know I'd rather I I think we, I've talked about it a ton of times like just. The league should just get if this is how the if this is how it's gonna be like just you know get get rid of 10, 10 to twelve teams so that every team can just have well you know it's funny all, every team would have like just stacked rosters and these guys would still be unhappy and pissed and want to be you know shipped somewhere else so it'll uh, yeah you know, I mean that's uh, just um, that's just that's just the way we are now today yeah. um, um, but yeah it is what it is we'll we'll keep an eye on the situation uh, and look I'll be I'll be curious to see how long it takes him to. Uh, to burn that extra poundage off. Are you um? Now are we about to put a bow on it? Yeah, put a bow on. Because because well, this is what I wanted to say. Look, who wouldn't want to root for an overweight guy <laughs> with just a crazy scruffy ass beard who's addicted to strippers? That's like the number one thing you would probably want to root for, right? As a dude. Oh yeah. But he it, this he just makes it so like he, like you said him being just a gloomy Gus makes it so hard to root for him. Yeah, and the but way like, I mean and the I mean the way he plays has has turned people off the last. Yeah, few years. exactly. He's basically is, he's basically playing against the refs, not the other team. Yeah, exactly. Which is which you can debate back and forth, but like he should be the most like just a crazy ass beard, overweight big big dad bod. And addicted to strippers. That should be the most marketable athlete ever. And it's just kind of not right now. Oh, by the way, did you see moving from Texas to New Jersey? He's going to lose $13 million on his oh, contract. Yeah. State income in, in, taxes, in, bro. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, I guess New York City, not not New Jersey. Yeah, it's, I, yeah, I, it's I, New yeah. York. Yeah, no, they... Uh... Yeah, there's Plus, no, how's no... he going to handle the, the strip clubs being oh, shut down in New York God. City? There's some, uh, as as our, our friend Skank Martin would say, some good turn up in New York City. Yeah, dude, he's he's going from Texas where it's like, you know, kind of law of the land, COVID, just kind of like whatever, you know, he can go to the strip clubs. And now he's going to de Blasio land and, and Cuomo land, and I don't know. he What's he going to do? Those, are, those, are those the names of strip clubs <laughs> that you just said? I don't even know. <laughs> That's the name of the New York City mayor and the New York governor. Oh, God, I thought, that, I thought those were strip clubs you just knew off the top of your head. <laughs> oh, oh, that's man. awesome that's so good all right cool well yeah cheers uh, to the, all right cheers let's to put those a bow guys. on that a cheer to those guys for sure oh man all right nfl playoffs so you want to cover the losers first uh yeah well hold on let's uh Here. should we should we give the the score for our uh our friendly gentleman's wager yeah sure yeah all right, after round one of the playoffs, Drew, Swaggy D, 33, five. Five wins last week. Five me. out of six? Uh, yes. I think you just yes. missed the Rams, right? That is correct. Uh, five wins. Jordan White, the master of Manesson, three lowly wins. Yeah. Hey, 50%. Missed. That's probably that's like pretty much probably my average. Hey, man. You shoot your shot, you get it half the time, right? Yeah. So, 
Yeah, so we ended up with uh, a fun fun slate. The triple I, I dug the triple header uh wild card weekend. I, I hope they keep doing it. Would you how, what did you think yeah, of Yeah, I don't I don't like diluted playoffs. Um but I mean it's fun to watch football. But I mean honestly I, I just I'm gonna just need to get this off my chest off the bat. I don't know if we were gonna cover losers or winners first. Oh we're gonna but, cover losers and the but biggest how loser. In the hell did Seattle lose to the Rams? I mean, I said it on the pod last week. They were either going to be going up against a schmo at quarterback or an injured Jared Goff at quarterback. Turns out they got both. Yeah. And still won by two touchdowns, by two scores. And they they just laid the, and they were at home. The biggest egg you could think of. Like, what in the world was Seattle doing? Uh, you know, I, I I work with a with a with a big time uh, degenerate fe- fellow gambling degenerate, and he he's a he's a guy where you text him and you may not hear back. So I texted him and I was like, dude, I was all over Seattle, like, and he he knows like just my my, my gambling quote unquote prowess, where like I have just awesome logic and then just clearly never gonna happen the way that i i describe it yeah um and he so i i texted him and i was like dude i was all over seattle and he was like dude i was heavy on it pre-game on the live money bets i was heavy on it he's like i can't believe they lost that game yeah i uh before the game uh i was i was talking to uh our big time friend of the pod teddy and I was telling him our picks. Oh no, he was he listens to, he was listening to the pod and was like, "Yeah, got you got you guys are you guys are gonna um, you guys are gonna be wrong here on Seattle." And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Dude, Seattle's overrated. And the Rams' defense is really good." I'm like, "Ted, like I I, un- I understand that. Like I'm not I we I think yeah. we both I think we both talked about on the pod yeah. that Seattle was overrated. Yeah, but I was like I was like, dude, they're 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 playing Wofford. They're playing Wofford as a quarterback." Or or a quarterback with one hand who can't literally can't throw with what with his hand. Yeah, and like, they're at what? home. And I was like, I don't. It's I don't, the playoffs. Yeah, and it was like, ah, you know, they're just they're they haven't looked good, man. I'm like, the Rams haven't scored an offensive touchdown in 183 consecutive plays. I'm like, I was like, I I, I understand if if everybody if all if, if the teams were both healthy, I'm with you. But I don't get. It. He's like, nah, dude. He's like, dude, trust me, it's the Rams. The Seahawks and this, just and this, beat and this, them twenty-one and this mother to nine. Effort ends up being right. Yeah, the Seahawks just beat them twenty-one to nine two weeks earlier with a healthy Goff. One hundred and eighty-three plays without a touchdown. Yep. <laughs> I mean, this we're great. We're talking about this. For, this is the only game that actually didn't have one one intriguing thing about it. Um, outside of the fact, uh, not only not only that, Aaron Donald got hurt to start the second half, and they still couldn't do anything. Yeah. Remember yeah. when Russell when Russell Wilson was an MVP candidate, throwing for like four hundred yards a game and four touchdowns? Yeah. I mean, what happened to that guy? It was pathetic. I don't know. It was very frustrating. I was I was nuclear upset on like when it happened. Oh God! I wish I I wish I would have recorded some of the phone call uh, <laughs> that we had where I was just I was just laying into you for what it, just a disgraceful parlay pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The parlay wasn't good. We'll recap that in a second. But um, anyway, um, I, I honestly I don't even want to touch on all the losers because they don't all matter. Tennessee Tennessee was interesting. So. Uh, what I wanted to bring up is where, like, where does Tennessee go from here? Because um, like, they kind of have all their pieces. I, I think they need to get just like a tight end, like a draft an athletic tight end, and then just 
pick defense, right? Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, they just need to beef up the defense. I think. I think the last few weeks of the season, it got exposed big time. Um, and, yeah, because that, well, that's the problem, right? Because when you, when you have a quarterback like Tannehill, who, by the way, Tannehill has far exceeded my expectations this year. Oh, yeah. I, I, I thought they I thought they were going to be terrible this year because I'm like, I thought they'd be mediocre. I, I just thought, thought yeah, I just thought down that, to earth. I thought Tannehill caught lightning in a bottle for a few weeks yes, last year. I agree. Derrick Henry, Derrick. I mean, Derrick, until last year, like Derrick Henry was a disappointment. Like teams thought yes. he was going to be really good, and like he was, he was a combo back, and he was like an RB two. You know, he wasn't even yes. like the lead back. So I was like, all right, teams weren't really game planning for him, and Henry just kind of blew up. Um, so now everybody will just stack the box and make Tannehill beat them. And you know, I mean, they won eleven games. Yeah, and I'm like, I, yeah, AJ Brown is good, but he's not a superstar. And all all of that was wrong. Like, Tannehill's good. A.J. Brown's a superstar. Derrick Henry's awesome. Like, I was with you there. And maybe we'll talk about this at the end of the pod. I think they they should focus heavy on defense. Um, Yeah, I guess, yeah, to your point, a tight end. I mean, Zach Ertz is probably going to be available. I don't think they'll sign him. Yeah, that'd be a good pick for them. Uh, That being said, I'd still trade every – if I were them, I still would be on the phone with Houston seeing what it would take to get Deshaun Watson there, even with Tannehill locked up. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Which actually, I don't have anything else to say on Tennessee. Which um, why? What do you, did you watch the game? I forget how much of the game did you watch. You watched. I, the I forget. Game. Yeah, yeah. If well, you're the big, I mean, the two two big controversial calls in there were, you know, Tennessee couldn't get mm. Tennessee couldn't get anything going after the first quarter. Um, right at the start of the they, fourth they quarter, they kick the field goal. Yeah, they finally get in. They finally get in the red zone. Uh, for they finally get past half, you know, midfield. Get in the red zone. They get inside the 10. I think they're on the four-yard line, fourth down. They're down 17-10. They opt for the field goal. Um, you know, I – this happened a lot this weekend between some teams take trying to take points or go for it. In that situation, I usually am always opted to take points. But in a situation like that where you ha- you literally have, haven't even moved the ball on offense past midfield – if I don't, if I if I don't think I'm getting there again, I, I I'm going for it. If I if I don't make it, I'm going to pin them back on the four, you know, in their deep in their end zone. Maybe my defense can make a play. Um, but man, I, I I I did not agree with them going for three there. I would have. Uh, the offense was moving. They had some real rhythm going. They had the Ravens on their heels a bit. I I would have tried to go for the tie. Yeah, I disagree. I I, I like taking the points there because yeah. if you come away with nothing, then then it's kind of like you know then you it's kind of morally devastating if you take the points then you're you put you're putting yourself within one drive of winning the game so um i was okay with it because they, they, were, they were still okay. like what nine or ten minutes left yeah i mean they had the fourth quarter i, I mean like i said they, they the offense was i mean they were terrible derrick henry only had like 35 yards at that yeah, point like yeah, he couldn't he, get going yeah he, he was struggling so that's sure. what i'm saying like they like they had they just had nothing going and i'm just like yeah and that's, well you yeah. could just catch any team can catch lightning in a bottle for one drive and so I, you're just kind of setting yourself up to extend the game and still be in it i guess is what uh. i'm yeah, that's, I, I guess. And, and and you come away with points. If you if if you don't come away with points on that drive, then you're kind of like, well, it's kind of over. So um, that yeah. that was my thought. Okay. So I got on that one, man. Yeah. So I guess you know with the Deshaun Watson talk um, and quarterback situation going to uh, Indy, um, and another what, contra- what a game, what another, a game. Yeah, another controversial call there. Um, Terrible. What was what two minutes to go in the first half? They were up thirteen to 
10 no, no 10, 10 to 7 bill colts are yeah colts colts are up 10 7 10 yeah. 7 uh they're fourth and goal on the one or two or whatever and you know it's like pretty much a two minute warning again kick the field goal you go up 13 7 you know the bills get the ball and okay who knows maybe they score but but whatever the case is you got you take the 13 7 lead no they go for it they get stopped the bills come back 99 yards in the two minutes score score now they're up 14 10 they get the ball to start the second half and they score again right or they kick a yep. field goal nope they scored again yep yeah scored yeah drive. so it's like you went from having a touchdown lead to just giving momentum away and getting trounced back-to-back drives to me that i think that's just dumb like i don't understand why you chase the points if it was a high scoring game i would i I would understand it a little bit more but like it was 10-7 at the two minute warning in the first half like yeah and from and from my standpoint (laughs) yeah and like see i'm different like i said like to me it's all situational for me like the colts were moving the ball like it's not like they weren't moving the ball against the bills defense so i'm with you like i'm taking the points because i'm like yeah i'm they're not stopping me really so if i you know i i know i can i know i'm gonna have more opportunities to to put points on the board against this defense um, so I'm taking the safe three there versus especially knowing that Buffalo is going to get the ball back to start the second half. I don't want to give them any momentum going into, you know, into the second half. I want Josh Allen having on his mind that, oh man, am I going to, am I going to come up small for the second straight year? That's, that's my take. Um, but then, then they also inexplicably, the stupid new analytical thing that if you're down 14, you go for two, if you score a touchdown, yeah. I, I, I don't know when that became. What did, did Tomlin come up with that genius? Is that a thing? That I mean, honestly, to accuse the Steelers of using analytics is pretty hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the so the Colts the Colts score in the fourth quarter to they're down twenty four sixteen, and instead of kicking the field goal, they take the two point conversion and they miss it. So now they're down eight. So they're gonna have to go for two again at some point. Yeah, which... I mean the 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 concept is is that. Um, you give yourself you give yourself a shot to win it in regulation as opposed to going to overtime. If you get it, if you don't get it, you gotta go you, for two you, again. Yeah, you still have a chance to tie it in regulation. So that's uh, apparently the percentages, you know, um, just just slightly favor you for going for two. Whatever, I, I'm I with you. Just kick the field goal, kick the extra point. And anyway, so. Agreed. So the biggest thing with the Colts is the defense is in place, the running backs in place. They're going to want to supplement with a wide receiver, although Pittman looks like he could be a stud. Um, you know, maybe maybe they pick up Galladay or somebody like that who's going to be available. Um, maybe they draft someone. But the big question is Philip Rivers. He's on a one-year deal. Um, they're talk- I think they threw out another one-year, twenty-five million dollar deal. Both sides said that they're interested, but they both want to take some time. So. Um, again, this wouldn't be surprised if they just kind of decided that they need to throw everything after Deshaun Watson because that would probably honestly vault them straight to Super Bowl contender. Right. Um, and, and you know, may, maybe they still have enough money at that point to go get a receiver um, on top of that. But um, I, what other options do they have? Uh, you know, Philip Rivers would, is kind of like the, the, the easy one to pick, and maybe that's the way they go, but... I mean, 
Wentz. Sam Darnold, Mitch Trubisky, draft a guy. Wentz, um, Wentz or Hurts. Uh, yeah, yeah, Wentz to, to hook back up with Frank Frank, Wa- Frank Reich. Yeah. yeah, or Jalen, or yeah, or you know, I you know Jalen. Well, I, I doubt they're going to keep both of them. So you know, if one of the whichever one they decide to to move, I mean, those are options. Um, I guess that's really it, right? No one else is really out there. I'm trying to think. No, no. I, I guess. Just... I guess. I mean, I guess. I guess they could be another team to idiotically pay Foles to be a starting quarterback and see how miserably that ends. But yeah, um, yeah. I go all in for Watson. I mean, if he's if he's available and he's there, why not? Yeah. You got to deal. You got to deal with Patrick Mahomes for the next what five at least five years. No, he signed a ten year contract, right, with the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so... it's AFC West, but yeah. Well, I'm saying, well, to, you got to beat him to get to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, it's you know, what do you, you know, you got to you got to stack your deck to be able to 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 compete with him. So, yeah, yeah. All right, which takes us to my. Oh boys. yeah. Oh wait. Oh no, you're gonna do the other game, aren't you? No, the Steelers. Yeah. What, what was the other game? The T- Tampa Bay beat Washington, which was way more of a competitive game than it should have been yeah and honestly i don't even have anything to say about that i mean that 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 backup qb for for redskins did a great job uh the the redskins i think it's clear where they want to go tampa bay is you know doing their thing so let's get into it let's get let's get into the benchers Steelers. the benchers versus the dogs man they come out they come out get get trounced by the browns i uh, you know what? It's funny. In in I want to say twenty three ish years, I've missed one and a half Steeler games. Okay. And once or twice a year, I get a premonition on game day, the morning <coughs> of game day. And I was I was getting the kids ready for bed an hour before game time. I just said to myself, "It's going to be a blowout." And I was like eighty percent leaning towards a Browns blowout, but there was a small sliver of me. About twenty percent sliver of me that was thinking, uh, maybe maybe we'll blow them out, and I was like, ah, uh, no, nah, I think we're gonna get blown out. Sure enough, first snap, disaster strikes, and I'm just like, well, turning my phone off, sitting here in silence. Let's just let's just watch this happen. Sure enough, disaster, and um, yeah, so um, Browns killed the Steelers, which. Quite honestly, if it was that even the, is that even the right word? Killed, killed them. Um, well, I don't know. Embarrassed, murdered, murdered, and yeah, impaled, um, emasculated, Oof. embarrassed, made them their bitch. Uh, yeah, a lot of all of those. Um, so I and honestly, the Browns are a fun team. I, I, I it's like you know, I, I can't ever admit anything good about Cleveland, but. They're a fun team, man. They run the ball. Their their defense isn't great, but they make plays. Um, I I just love watching teams who who are very good at running the ball. Like Nick Chubb is a monster. Chubbers, oh, gosh, man. he's so good. And um, so I mean, good for them. We'll see if they can give the Chiefs a game. I, I hope they do. Quite honestly, I hope they do. Like I don't care. Like I I I hate Cleveland, but like they're just I just love watching Nick Chubb run the ball. Yeah. Um. So, um, in terms of the Steelers, though, where do the Steelers go from here? Um, I, you go first, because I, I have my opinions, and I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna zapruder the heck out of this. So, um, I mean, clearly, clearly, they 
should be benching Ben Roethlisberger for a few games next season, so he can <laughs> so he can reflect on all the interceptions that he had during this game and, and turnovers. Maybe um, like all of them. Yeah, uh, I'd probably bench, bench I mean, them. I'd yeah. probably bench the whole team. Um, you know, I don't know. I think I think they're another team. I mean, I you know, I I'd, I'd be on the phone with with Houston. I mean, I know it's redundant, but see what see what Houston will want for Deshaun Watson. Um, Steelers have like no cap room, so I don't even know how it would work. How but. it would work? Yeah. Um, I mean, they definitely got to look look to uh, beef up the run game in the draft. For sure. For sure. Uh, or somehow in free agency. I'm not sure who would be available, but they got to do better there. You know, Connor was a, uh, you know, he was a cute story. Um, I, I Well, that's terrible to say. I mean, like, his, not not his story, but him being, you know, having a, a good year last year, I think, was, you know, just kind of lightning in a bottle. We saw this year he's not really, I think, cut out to be a primary every down back. Um and you know the offensive line, you gotta you gotta do some work there too. I think yeah, was, uh, the offensive line's done. I'm ready to cut all those old vets. Which you know, thanks for your service, but you know it's it's time. Yeah. Um, Big Ben. You know it's not that he's not productive anymore, but when you talk about a shadow of your former self, that that's exactly what you're watching a, a, a 38 year old a 38 year old quarterback who's a shadow of their former self. So yeah, that that needs to go. And I love Big Ben. It's the only Steelers jersey I ever bought. But like, it's it just why why prolong the inevitable? And which leads me to Mister Mike Tomlin. Uh oh. Look, I've said this for a couple years. It's time. It is time to fire him. I look. He has no. Do you losing, have? Do you have the graphic? He has no losing seasons. Oh, about him versus. Uh, <laughs> Keep going. I'll, I'll find it. You, when, you when, go. When, when he's favored on the road versus poor, crappy teams, yeah, he never covers. No, no, I don't. Loses. But go ahead. Keep going. I'll find. I'll find what I'm looking for. Oh, okay. But um, he, he so he has no losing seasons. He's a very good leader. Um, you know, he's a strong personality. He's a calming presence, and as my brother points out all the time, in the second half of career, he's become a very good. Um, halftime coach to make adjustments at halftime. But here's the problem. He doesn't win in the playoffs. He doesn't win in the freaking playoffs. Playoffs? In the past past 10 years, he has three playoff wins. Including in the past four years, he has zero playoff wins. And there was some serious talent there the last the last five six years. Yeah, the past. So since they lost the Super Bowl to Aaron Rodgers in 2010. Hold so. on, well hold on. Can I do this? Because this is fun. Sure. All right. So Mike Tomlin playoff history. 2007. Oh, that thing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. This is great. One and done at home to to David Garrard, including a blown fourth quarter lead. 2008. Uh, Tom Brady torn ACL all year. Beat Chargers at home with leading rusher without leading rusher Ladainian Thompson. Beat rookie Joe Flacco at home. Beat nine and seven Cardinals with forty year old Court Warner, including a sixteen point blown fourth quarter. Their, that was yeah, that was their Super Bowl. Win. Yeah, that was the Super. They won the Super Bowl. Two thousand nine, no playoffs. Four of seven losses against sub five hundred teams. Twenty ten, beat Joe Flacco at home, including a blown fourth quarter lead. Beat Mark Sanchez at home. Lost to Aaron Rodgers in the sixth seed Packers, who I think had had like sixteen guys on injured reserve for the play yeah, postseason. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah remember that? Um, 
Yeah, they got in as the wild card and got high, and then just went on the run. Um, yep. 2011, one and done against that's <laughs> right against against Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. They, they lost to a, the Mets minor league pitcher, uh, or was he an outfielder? Either way, 2012, no playoffs. 2013, no playoffs. 2014, one and done at home versus Joe Flacco's six seed Ravens. 2015, beat backup AJ McCarron, including a blown fourth quarter leave. Lost a 39 year old Peyton Manning. That's unfair. So- so, Hold on. so Hold that on. 2015 year, okay, no, yeah. that Cincinnati Bengals, that's the one where the Bengals won the game, but then they had all those personal fouls on oh, the yeah. sideline, and the Steelers and then they kicked, kicked the game-winning field goal. Yeah. Well, not only that, it, well, that and it was uh, what was what's what's that asshole's name? Um, didn't he have like three Pac-Man. personal? No, Pac-Man. not Pac-Man. No, it was uh, the the linebacker. Oh, James Harrison. No, no, no. The oh, oh the Joey Bengals. Porter. Oh, no, oh, the Bengals. Oh, um, Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Didn't he have like three personal fouls that also something like that? Like yeah. it knocked it knocked Antonio Brown out for next week, and then Big Ben out. Like they, yeah. like it pretty much took out two of the Steelers. So yeah, yeah that was a crazy game. Um, Twenty sixteen, beat backup Matt Moore at home, kicked six field goals to beat Alex Smith, and then embarrassed by the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. I remember I was I was on a beach in Mexico when that happened. Listening to Lukey B, and I was just shocked that 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 happened. Um, 2017, one and done at home to play. Oh, yeah, play portals. They lost, weren't they down like 36 nothing at one point? I was at that game. It was oh, so bad. It was like 10 God. degrees. Blake portals. 2018, no playoffs. 2019, no playoffs. 2020, one and done at home versus Baker Mayfield playing without a head coach in his first playoff game. Yeah, yeah. And no so, Odell. Yeah, so that's Mike Tomlin in the playoffs. So. Again, that's staggering painting, stuff. That's, that's painting everything in the worst light, but facts are facts. So here's some other facts. Let's compare him to his contemporaries. And no, we're not going to compare him to the Patriots and Tom Brady. That's ridiculous. Um, a team we just talked about, the Seahawks. Um, their coach has been there a long time. So uh, the Seahawks past 10 years, the Seahawks have nine playoff wins the past two years, which 2013 was their Super Bowl year. 2014, they lost to the Patriots. Um, but, yeah, the past 10 years, the Seahawks have nine playoff victories, and they've missed the playoffs twice. Um, and the Steelers have three playoff victories the past 10 years, and they've missed the playoffs four times. Oof. And and the, the Seahawks have two one and duns in that time, including this year. And the Steelers have one, two, three, four. Four one and duns in that time. So again, Seattle nine nine wins in in the past ten years with two one and duns. The Steelers three wins in the past ten years with four one and duns, and four years where they didn't even make the playoffs. So past eight years, they either didn't make the playoffs or went one and done. Okay. So let me phrase this another way. So are you trying to say you don't want Mike Tomlin back? I think they need to get rid of Mike Tomlin because he doesn't. <laughs> I, I like him, but he he just doesn't win in the playoffs. So. If you're a Yankee fan or you just know baseball, let me put it in these terms. Okay, so Mike Tomlin came on in like 2007, 2008. Um, If you're the Yankees... um, Haven't won since 2009. Joe Girardi came on staff in 2008. They won the World Series in 2009. And he was their manager for 10 years. He also had no losing seasons. And 
you know, won various rounds, you know, lost in the ALCS, lost in the ALDS, ACS, whatever. But they fired him in 2017 was his last season. Yep. So if you're a Yankees fan, imagine if Joe Girardi was still your manager. That's what we're talking about right now. Let me say this yet another way. So the Steelers have three playoff victories in the past 10 years. Drew, think of another team that has three playoff victories in the past 10 years. Uh, who, who do you th- who would be a team that would come to mind? Wait, what league are we talking about? Any across all sports. Three playoff wins in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. No, they don't even have three. <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't think of many. The, the Jaguars. Jaguars the- probably have three. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, God. Exactly. That's the exact phrase. Oh, God. So we're talking about Mike Tomlin having the same amount of postseason victories in the past 10 years as the Pittsburgh Pirates. It is time to move on him, Big Ben. And this is what I hate about teams. They hang on to these coaches or whoever – like, Big Ben's final productive years are gone. They're gone. Like, Mike Tomlin should have been fired three years ago to inject some new life for the for the stretch run of Ben Roethlisberger's career. That's gone. Like, you need like you need a new offensive line, a quarterback whose arm isn't dead. You need, like, a, a, a coach who can game plan. It's, like, now it's, it's catastrophic. It, yeah. And, and I even say that about, like, the Penguins, obviously being a Pittsburgh slant, like, to me, they're, the Penguins' head coach is on. I would say I would have him on a short leash because the Penguins won those won two cups. Fantastic, you did a great job. The past three years, the Penguins' playoff records like two and nine or two and eleven. Like they're not even winning games. Like, like, like Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin are about to be gone, and you're just gonna let them just just kind of coast through and just status quo like for like their remaining productive years and. I, I just hate watching teams just be stuck on what worked in the past when it's clearly not going to work in the future. Like that doesn't happen. Like, like, t- like you don't just keep the coach around indefinitely, and then they just win again just because. Like that's yeah. Like you you shake it up and you roll the dice, and then sometimes you hit it and sometimes you don't. But that's I'll get off my high horse. I'll get off my pedestal. But that's just—it's just—it's just frustrating to watch these teams do that. So yeah, I'm—I I agree with you. If the Steelers would be able to pull it off for Deshaun Watson, do that. But I—I I, I, don't—I don't think they're going to. So just to recap, the, the Steelers lost, right? By a lot. All right, well, you know, karma. Karma's a bitch sometimes. So I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Karma I'm glad, you versus them. I'm glad. I'm glad. Me and the Steelers are squaresies now. <laughs> So, hope 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 benching Deontay was worth it, Mikey. All right, um, it's great. So, um, well, we all right, this let's, I like let's, it. Let's, so, so the parlay was rough. I, I I had Seattle. Well, what do you uh, like? Hold on. What do you uh, what do you, what do you like in this weekend? We got we got games to be played, bro. Uh, I thought we already picked them. Well, I mean, obviously. Well, I don't know if you saw half your teams are freaking gone now. So yeah. So what do I care? I, I, I was I, I was gonna just preview the weekend. Since, all right, well, you know, go ahead, go ahead. You know, just to be 
you know, ambassadors in practice. Um, okay, go ahead. So what do we got? We got we got Green Bay versus we got Green Bay versus the Rams. I'm just gonna say this right now: if Aaron Rodgers loses at home, and I I, I think there are fans in in Green Bay, even if there's not, who cares? If he loses at home to Wofford or the one-handed uh, Jared Goff, I, I don't care about Aaron Donald. I don't care about the defense. If he doesn't get this done, I never want to hear his name in the same conversation as Tom Brady, Joe Montana, or even Peyton Manning, for God's sakes, who's had more than his fair share of playoff shortcomings. I, I, I don't want to hear it. At Rodgers may be the singly most gifted, talented quarterback we've ever seen, but if he doesn't get this done, it, it's it. I'm done with him. I, 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 you can't even talk about him in the greatest quarterbacks of all time conversation because it's, it's insane if they can't beat this Rams team. I have nothing to add. That was extremely well said. Uh, that's it. Um, and then we got the Saints, uh, the Saints and the Bucks. We got Brady Breeze. Uh, we're, God, giving me friggin' nightmares of losing that over and that $3,000. Um, Originally, I had Saints versus, uh, versus um, Seahawks, Seahawks in, in a yeah. controversial ending. I'm going to double down on the controversial ending. You're going to go Tampa and it's controversial ending. Uh, something I don't know, but all, it seems like that's all these teams do in the postseason is is Brady has controver- controversial endings, and so do the Saints. So it's a three point spread. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I think I think the Buccaneers should trounce them, but I I think it's going to come down to some kind of ridiculous thing at the end. Yeah, I, I'm going to take the. I mean, I picked the Saints uh, when we did this last week. Um, well, I, oh, I guess they were playing the Seahawks, but. Um, I don't know. It's just something like I just feel like the Bucks. Like I feel like they they always have a they, they, like this, their thing this year is they've had they'll play like three or four really good games and then have like a really bad stinker. I, I think we're we're due for that stinker for the Bucks um, on either side of the ball. So I think not that the Saints looked all that great, and I think if anybody was quarterback other than Mitchell, excuse me, Trubisky, I think the Bears could have won that game, which. Did you watch it on Nickelodeon? Did you see any of this Nickelodeon stuff? I did see some of that. I was watching with my kids. People, they got people, a, they got people were going nuts it. over it. I, they got a kick I, out of it. I liked it. I didn't get to catch it, so uh, I, I think you know if they haven't already done it, uh, Major League Baseball I, should get. I it like on that. Nate Burleson. I, I think he's he's you know a pretty cool guy, and I like his analysis. Um, and he was one of the announcers. Yeah. So, now he was he was kind of like super corny with it because he was trying to play it up for kids yeah, like for a sure. lot. But that being said, it, it was. I thought he was good, and I, I thought the broadcast was good. So yeah, a- MLB should get on that to start getting uh, kids interested in baseball. Good again. call. But anyway, um, my, my mom was like, "I think they're doing that just to get these kids hooked into football." I was like, "Yes, think? that's it's exactly why." You think? Like, you think? You think? Gloria? Like, what, I'm like, that's every company in America. Like, what? It's of course. Like, why wouldn't they? Oh man. Um, yeah. So I yeah. I, I'll take the Saints. Um, all right. Then we got. On the AFC, really good game, man. Uh, Ravens, Ravens, Bills. <sighs> I, you know, I picked the Ravens. I'm gonna stick with it. I just, I think they're, I think they're in a really good groove right now. And I think the the Bills defense just, uh, they 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 worry me. I don't know why. I just, uh, I, 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 I yeah. Think, this I this game it. is an absolute coin flip. I, yeah. I think your analysis is pretty spot on. Uh, I'll go with the Bills just to go opposite of you, and I went with the Bills last week. Um, but I, it's a coin flip. So, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to, to watching that one. Who did you? Uh, oh yeah. Oh, you had Bills. Bills Steelers in this one. That's right. 
Uh, whatever the case, I have the Bills in the Super Bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then you had Kansas City. So then we have Kansas City, Cleveland. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think you could pick against Mahomes. It would be so much fun to see Baker uh, being a complete shitbag, beating beating Mahomes in this game. But I, it would be a lot of fun. You know what? Be, even yeah. giving him a game, it would be fun. But it's yeah. a ten, it's a ten point spread. That's a I, lot. I, yeah, I think the difference is, I think that you know, I, I think Cleveland is susceptible to having a few possessions, and you saw in the Steelers game in the second half where they have some really big brain farts in their play calling and just how they should execute. And you you can't you can't do that against this Chiefs team. Um, you know they're they're going to put pressure on you to score every possession. And get get points somehow, and I I just don't think the Browns can do it, and uh, I don't I don't think they're going to stay committed to the run with Chubb and Hunt, even though it's so clear as day that those guys combined should get about thirty five to forty carries. Um, I think they're going to put it in Baker's hand one too many times, and the Chiefs are just going to pull away. Yeah, that makes sense. Fun stuff. So I'm excited. My entire AFC still, uh, both my AFC matchups are alive here. So good job. <laughs> yeah, man, that's how we roll. So let's get to the parlay. It's good stuff. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, like we said last week was was just a just a whitewash. I I was wrong. Our guest had the Steelers winning by two touchdowns. That was <laughs> laughably wrong. I pushed. Uh, Drew pushed, which was our which was our big highlight. Woo. Yeah. Um. So so this week, because um, only because the Bucks missed an extra point, which is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm I'm gonna go to hockey. Um, I, I'm gonna pull up with um, the Penguins and the Flyers Friday night. I hate. I, how do I always end up going first? I hate that. But but um, I'm I'm, take... I'm I'm confused as to why you're going at all. But sure, go ahead. Uh, you want to pick all three? No, no. You know, I let's we let's until until one of our uh, our fans sends us a, a convincing argument as to why they should be picking instead of you. I'll I'll let you, I'll let you roll. Okay, I'm gonna pick the over in the Penguins Flyers game. Uh, I have the over under is six right now, with with most of the betters taking the over. It was um, a combined nine goals, six to three Flyers in the opening day yesterday on Wednesday. So now on on the second, or I guess their second game Friday, I expect um, more of the same. I, I don't think teams, you know, there was no training camp, so teams, I don't think defensively are are, are going to be ready yet. I I actually think there's going to be a substantial amount of power plays. I think you know it's not a back-to-back night. There was a day in between, so um, I'm expecting it to go over the six, which probably means it would be one nothing. But um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, and we're also starting to run out of football here. So yeah, yeah we were, we were just talking about it. even, and I mean the NBA is only releasing like one line per game. Do we? Did you ever? Did you actually? Check that I out? take I take it back. I take it back because I, I think this is what you're going to take, and I'm going to take it just so you need to do something else. No. Yes, I'm taking Packers minus seven. So wait, you're not taking your over? You're switching your pick completely? Yeah. Um. Well, actually, hold on. Let me put that in the back pocket. You go first. Um. Well, hold on. Did you look in your app? Are there actual lines for the NBA games tomorrow? Uh, there probably are. Um, for tomorrow? Oh no, there's not. There's not. Yeah, I, I, I really wanted to hammer the Lakers against the Pelicans. I just, there's no line to do it. Um, well, we could just do it anyway, no matter what the line is. Nah, it's all right. I, because if it's something crazy, I don't want to do that. But uh, maybe it'll be one of my three picks. I'm gonna pick three games on my own anyway and see if they come out just for shits and giggles. Uh, to replace you eventually. 
I'm going to take Ravens, getting two and a half. I, I think the Ravens are going to win the game. Really? Uh, I do, yeah. I just, again, I, I just think, I, did I love the Bills? I think uh, one, one of my buddies irrationally said people are compare, compare, talking about them like they're the Patriots. I don't know anyone that's doing that or if that's even a thing. The Bills are just a fun team. Like, Allen's fun to root for. He's really developed himself over the last year and a half. Like, he was just, like, one of those running gimmick quarterbacks, and now he's throwing the ball around the field. Diggs is fun. Um, you know, Bill's Mafia is probably the greatest <laughs> fan thing we got going. Yeah, you, usually when you pick a team to win, you talk about how great the other team is. That's that's a cool thing. I know. I'm just saying, like, they're they're, they're a fun team. They're, I, you know, I like them. I just – I, I think the Ravens just got they got the mojo at the right time. Yeah, I think I think Lamar is going to be too much. So so, so um, do you want to pick Packers minus seven? Oh, Christ, I really don't. But oh god, why? I think, I, you, I think you don't trust Aaron Rodgers. I, I think the Rams are going to somehow keep this game close. Um, oh, see, I don't. I think they're due for a letdown. All right, let's take it. Now take it all. Uh, well, I'm going to say this. I'm going to let you pick these two games. If we no no. Now no. you do it. If if we if we lose this Packers game, well, hold on. Game, hold on. I was gonna say instead of picking the hockey game, we could we could pick the Packers plus one other one. Did how did you feel about the other football games? I don't I don't like them at all. I real I don't have a feel for the Saints Bucks. Like I mean I I mean I'm, you know I think the Saints are gonna win, but not enough to where I'd want to mess with our our uh, huge amount of money here. Um, and Kansas City the, the Kansas City line's too high. I think. Yeah. See, I I think. I think that Vegas wants you to think it's too high, which makes me feel like I want to take the minus ten. You want to take the Chiefs? Um, no, I'm just talking out loud. So, so uh, of the three that I th- just threw out there, which would be uh, the o- uh, over on, over on the Penguins Flyers. What was the over on that? Six. It t- typically in hockey, the the baseline is six and a half. Okay. Five and a half is low. Six is is a notch below the six and a half. Well, is it six? Se- seven I mean, six, means like it's gonna go wild. It was six three last night, right? Correct. Now you know what? Let's uh, let's let's mix it up. Let's take let's take the hockey game. Let's take uh, at seven take, o'clock on Friday. Let's take the Ravens and uh, Chiefs. Chiefs or Packers? What do you want? I'd probably feel better about the Packers just because they. Sh- they should absolutely destroy this team. Or do you just want to take the Lakers to cover? I, we don't even know what the spread is. So. Yeah, so that'd be funsies. No. It could be like 15. <laughs> no. Maybe maybe when we see it come out tomorrow, maybe we'll just add a fourth for fun for ourselves. But no, let's go football. Let's go Packers. Packers? Packers? Okay. Yeah, let's go Packers. Okay. So we will go Penguinos and Flyers over. We will go Packers to cover the seven and Ravens plus two and a half. Yeah. Bam. Let's do it. Woo! I love it. All right. All right. Let's. You know let's, what? Uh, let's. I finished let's... that first beer like twenty minutes ago. So I know. So much. So much for a short pod this week. Yeah. Right. We thought we would knock this out in like fifty minutes, but oh well. Uh, it's all right. Let's uh let's get drunk and headbutt sit- some go- some goddamn kangaroos with Russell Crowe. Oh yeah. Three, two, one. Ah. Oh yeah, I'm a uh, round two, baby. Nugget nectar. Let's I'm, go. I'm actually cracking open another hops because these are only little baby. Uh, what do you call it? Twelve ounces instead of my typical pints. Yeah, th- these are these are the twelve ounces as well. But um, oh god, it's just so good. Um, awesome, so good. Since hit your lips. All right, so since it's hockey season, Drew asked me to watch Mystery Alaska because I'd never seen it. 
basically the premise is um, it's a small town in in Alaska called Mr. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, God. No, go ahead. You can go. What? I, uh... I was gonna. I was gonna read a perfect a perfect line as to uh, what it was. Okay, but I, I'm trying to find it. Now. I had it. It re it reread my uh, Internet Explorer. I I, down, <laughs> I downloaded the script, uh, and it uh, what do you call it? It threw me out. But of course, of course you did. Anyway, oh, so, I got it. I got it. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. I got it. I got it. The legendary hockey players of Mystery Alaska were born on skates in a world perpetually covered with ice and snow. Isolated by rugged mountains and vast glaciers, they hone their skills by playing each other Saturday after Saturday for as long as anyone can remember. The citizens attend with religious devotion in sub-zero weather. A committee of town fathers decides who plays and by what rules. The game has become more than a sport. It's a weekly ritual celebration. The Winnetta brothers forecheck like gophers. When a puck goes into a corner, a Winnetta comes out with it. Yeah. Oh, I went too far. But go ahead. I was supposed to end at the uh, the ritual. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I have gone with the script. All right, go ahead. Anyway, so it's that's straight small... out of that's straight out of Sports Illustrated. So you know it's legit. So it's a small town in Alaska called Mystery, and there's a couple hundred people in the town. Everybody knows everybody, and they have this. The big thing is they they have a hockey game on Saturday called quote unquote the Saturday game and yeah you have to be like basically it's an invite only of, of the top players in the town. Russell Crowe is the veteran of the Saturday game. He's been at it for 13 years. He's also the sheriff and it's quite a cast. It's um you got the cast there, Drew? Uh I certainly can certainly pull it up. Do. I'm not extenuating my words. Uh yeah, so we got Russell Crowe, Hank Azaria, uh, the uh, the the real anchor, Burt Friggin' Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, we got Cole Cole Meany, uh, Maury Shankin, uh, Kevin Durand, and uh, Michael McKean, who's uh, best known now uh, or better known recently for his his work as uh, Chuck McGill in Better Call Saul. Yeah. So. So man, it's just one ridiculous. Honestly, I I did not think the movie was good. Well, that's because you drink Bush Light. I I I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny, but I did not think it was good. Like everything about it was just kind of like like absurd. Uh, so like yeah, the Ch- Chuck McGill comes and he's this guy representing Price some- World. Yeah, okay, so it's basically like Walmart wants to come to their town, because obviously why wouldn't you want to have a, a, a constituency of like 200 people? Of course. And, and so um, one of the hockey players, their leading scorer, Banks, like try like shoots like off to the side to try and like scare him away, because that's obviously going to work. And it, it, it like ricochets off of a, uh, a what was it? A, 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 a wheelbarrow. A wheelbarrow, yeah, and shoots the guy in the foot. And uh, it goes to court, and Burt Reynolds is like the town uh, the judge. judge, and he and whatever. It's like it's a ridiculous well. The best thing. the best part is as as Russell Crowe, who's the sheriff, is going to uh, going to the scene of the crime, and he's about to read Connor Banks' rights. Connor Connor basically goes, Johnny, I I heard because he had gotten replaced in the Saturday game by a young kid, and 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 Russell Crowe just goes, Connor, you're being arrested for shooting a guy. 
<laughs> yeah. But anyway, so the, the the biggest absurd part about it is that Hank Azaria is, um, which you might know him as most of the voices on Simpsons or Brockmire. Brockmire. Um, Can't he, wait for the Brockmire pod. He um, was a resident of the town. He leaves town because he wants to see the world. So basically all the residents hold that against them as being just a weasel. And he somehow finagles the entire NHL that they need to send the New York Rangers up to Mystery Alaska to play pond, like an exhibition pond hockey with, with the mystery town of mystery. And like in their, during the season, like in their like break and like that somehow that happens. And so they, they, they play the New York Rangers in the full New York Rangers jerseys. Like, yes. <laughs> on outdoors pond. it's absurd like what I, I i don't know listen um, i the only realistic thing about that movie is so the, their two best players on the mystery team go back on the helicopter with the rangers and and they send them to eat the ehl in uh, ec or e, whatever it is in uh in binghamton binghamton yeah and I'm just like on a two-way contract, and I'm like, ah, oh, that that actually makes sense. Like it's the only thing in this movie that makes sense. The other thing that makes no sense is um, there's a guy on the team named Skank, Skank, Skank Martin, Martin, baby, who who's basically if Drew was a hockey player, that's what he would be. But he's sleeping with the town's mayor. Yes, the, he I'm is. Sorry, the, I'm sorry, the mayor's wife, and um, that never leads to like. Not only does it not lead to fistfights, it ne- like nobody's even yelling at each other over it. They're just kind of like talking it out like rational humans. And I'm like, what? Well, I mean, the ma- the mayor did go in his ice fishing lodge for like a week by himself, I think. Yeah, he just like sulks about it. I'm like, this kid is banging your wife, and you're just gonna sulk about it? Like what? What in the world? Like what the? Heck? It was everything about it was absurd. Um, so I I didn't. It made me laugh just because of how absurd it was, and it was. There were funny lines and all that, but like there's tons of funny lines. There's there's tons of funny lines, but um, I I was just like, what the? Um, another character I wanted to point out was we talked about the ranch on this show. So Mary, the drug addict uh, woman on the ranch, who was Rooster's girl. Yep. Um, she was she was it, uh, played a small part in this movie, but. Basically, she was banging one of the players who described. Skank. Was it Skank yeah, again? Skank, yeah, Skank. Who who described doing her as like what do you say like a flappy walrus or something? <laughs> She's got her February fat in December. <laughs> <laughs> because so they're, she, in Al- they're in Alaska where it's like it's like minus fifty out there. Yeah, so like she ends up hitting him with a shovel when she heard that she that he was talking about her. So she. And and then Russell Crowe is the sheriff. Basically, just says like, "Yeah, you get away with that," because he was that he was in the wrong. Uh, so it's just Sarah Hines. Oh man, good old Sarah Hines. Just 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 an absurd movie. Listen, I love. I, I'm disappointed, man. I I love the movie. I I think it's. I just think it's hilarious. It's, like, it's very rewatchable. I, I would yeah, watch it again. Yeah, because there's so many that like the I'm cast. I'm not saying is, it's good, but it, it was very rewatchable. Like the game. Okay, is it real? Is it realistic that the New York Rangers show up here? No, like no, it's not at all. Um, but that w- like if that was the only hurdle, I'd be like, all right, well, you know. Anyway, well, I watched. So I watched. Uh, it was I. It, or I thought about it again because. Um, 
the NHL Network hasn't had anything to, to have on for a while, and they've had this movie on like once a week. Um, so I told Jay, I was like, oh, Jay, like, you'll love this. You're a hockey guy. Like, you know, it's like there's a lot of guy talk. There's funny jokes. Um, so I, I watched it on the net. I had to watch it on the on the network. So I, I had it edited a little bit. Um, but there were some cool like behind the scenes. And basically they said what, what motivated oh, them. That. Yeah, what motivated them to make the movie was that a lot of hockey legends talk about how they, you know, they grew up and how they really um, – you know, became great hockey players by playing playing pond hockey. So that's how they developed the story about you know, what would happen if you had a town where like just everybody grew up and you know had you know there that was what they did. They just were the best pond hockey players in the world. Um, it's fun. Again, it's rewatchable. Like I think Russell Crowe. I mean, I I was a huge Russell Crowe um, fan. Like anything he was in, um, if it came out between like 1999 and 2010, I was going to, to the movies to see it. Um, I think the other, the other characters are great. I think Burt Reynolds plays like the, the town, you know, the town, uh, you know, um, moral sure. compass perfectly. Or, the judge. Yeah. Yeah. The ju- and perfectly. I mean, there's a scene where his, uh, his daughter is just, you know, kind of cuddling and, uh, you know, a little, little light pecking at the hockey game with her boyfriend and the wife, his wife, like taps him on the shoulder because she thinks it's like adorable, like this cute young couple in love. And he t- he 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 thinks she's like tapping him on the shoulder shoulder to take care of it. So he like smacks him with a newspaper and goes nipped it in the bud. Um, yeah, I love that. Uh, kids got jump. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna rattle off some quotes that are great from this movie. <laughs> uh, I'm probably gonna just like I kind of use tits up from Fat Man. I'm probably gonna use kids got jump like for a lot of stuff now going forward because I thought it was great to describe like the hey you see that weeks boy on the river kids got jump um <laughs> nipped in the bud uh i think uh i thought it was hilarious how it just shows how small of a town it is when uh skank skank's also a, a, a school teacher and he's having his kids read the sports illustrator article in class as a lesson and in the middle of it there's whispered and he like is yelling at them and the like a little like six-year-old kid ha- breaks the news <laughs> breaks the news as if he's like skip bayless that uh or BB BB's out of the Saturday the game and they're uh, replacing him with uh with Stevie Weeks uh, that tickled me um <laughs> let's see skank we're committing adultery it's not like it's not like I threw tr- trust in as a perk yeah I thought that was funny um yeah great line from BB's wife every ex player turned coach says uh says they prefer coaching to playing why would they all say that because they can't play in my Maximus <laughs> Decimus Meridius voice um. <laughs> <laughs> skank after he finds out the rangers are coming he goes back to sarah after she finds out that he compared making love to her to a walrus and he just goes sarah good news good news makes the compass point north um <laughs> i play hockey and i fornicate because the two <laughs> they're the two most fun, fun things, things to do to in the cold, in the cold. Weather. yeah yeah i'll probably truth is when i'm done in the game i'll probably end up being a drunk like my dad um and then I love when Tree, who doesn't like, you know, Tree, who doesn't use his size at all on the pond, because that's not what they do. He uh, he becomes the enforcer against the Rangers, and he not he puts one on the floor and just goes, "Next time, send me a bigger one, biggest yeah. you got." Yeah. Oh, I love that part too. There were a lot of other, Cordy there's a lot is, of other great, oh uh, great so inappropriate absurd. lines, but I had the edited version. Um, I love uh, what was? Oh wait, the other. I'll vaccinate her. Qu- I'll vaccinate her quick. Uh, head home early and rub what's left of the bishop. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, and not not only that, if this does it, I'm gonna 
I'm gonna since we've been having such success here with our audio feed ins, I mean, if this doesn't get you jacked up anytime you're playing sports, nothing will. You don't. I mean, I can't even skate, and I'm ready to go out there and break my ass right now. I mean... Yeah, come on. We're going to take it to these guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm not beat. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's right, that's right up... That's right... It's so, that, that, so, that, so that, lame. That scene's right up there with uh, the one where... Uh, what do you call it? What is it? Miracle? Where... Uh, oh, God. Who's the... Co- who, or Kurt Russell's got them... Got them skating, like, all hours of the night until they... Uh, again. They said... Yeah, Again. What's your or what? Who do you who do you play for? Again, I forget how that ends. I have to watch that scene again. But, yeah, uh, no. Oh, I mean, it ends with yeah. No, it's supposed to be goes, I play for Team USA, right? Yeah, he goes. Ah, it's like I, 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 uh, I play for United States of America. There it is. Okay, see you tomorrow or whatever. Whatever he says. Yeah. Great, great scene. Um. I don't compare those whatsoever, but um, here nor there. God, you're such a wet blanket. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I kind of am on this one. Uh, I'm definitely the Murtaugh of this one. Uh, I, I liked it too, but it just wasn't, I wouldn't call it good, but it, it was fun. Um, so anyway, that led to a Russell Crowe top five. Oh yeah, our top five is back. Top five Russell Crowe. Now, obviously, so... I told Drew, I was like, dude, I don't even know if I've seen five Russell Crowe movies, quite honestly. Um, so I, I had not seen Cinderella Man, so I went, and, I went and watched that and Mystery Alaska. Okay. Um, so I got, I, I got a five. I got a five spot. <laughs> oh man, I don't even, I don't see. That's that's what happens when you like go to class and like try. You don't get to watch all these movies and see all these uh, cool things. Well, before I had kids, I just watched a lot of classic movies. So, like, I, I, like Russell Crowe, I just wasn't watching them. But my number five is Cinderella Man. Ooh, what's that about? Uh it's about Bra- uh, James J. Braddock. He he. It's a it's historic based historically based um heavyweight uh I guess light heavyweight boxer, but um in like the 30s and stuff, but. Um, basically he, he kind of flames out and he has to go work a lab, like a labor job in the depression. Yeah. And he always had a week left, but then working hard labor, he gets stronger and develops a left and goes and on an improbable one run to win the heavyweight championship. Um, so, and that's how he finally gets out of the gutter. Uh, so that was pretty cool, but I have to say Renee Zellweger was just bad and annoying undoing everything that uh, Paul Giamatti was just laying down. 
So Paul Giamatti is, is the trainer in that one, and Russell Crowe is James J. Braddock, the fighter. Honestly, I thought I thought Russell Crowe was just a very eh performance, and, and probably not his fault, but like the character of James J. Braddock had like no emotional outburst or like anything, and so basically it was just the juxtaposition of Renee Zellweger just being her sucky usual self. Versus Paul Giamatti being his awesome usual self. He, he was excellent in the movie. Yeah, and I was just like every time every time Renee Zellweger was on, and I was just like son of a. B-. And I and I and I meant to look this up. She, I was I watched a, a series on Amazon recently in the past year. I have, actually, maybe in 2019, I watched it where it was it was a it was a um one of those like Amazon like 10 episode things, and I don't have the name of it, but. Um, it was basically, she was like a very influential, like millionaire, billionaire, maybe politician type person where she was almost doing this, like she loved to control people. So she was kind of doing this thing where she made it this, her, her, basically like her secretary who worked for her, for her, she made it seem like she slept with this person's husband and then they had to like for like x amount of money and they all had to kind of continue as though like th- they weren't allowed to talk about the night that the husband spent with renee zellweger and and it, and it was strange and there ended up being a couple murders involved and all this stuff but honestly like something it, about it, a map it, it could have been interesting but renee zellweger just sucked it was it was kind of like the main bullet point here and and honestly I just kind of want to. I was trying to think of an analogy that you would like, Drew. I'm I'm throwing Renee Zellweger out there as the Al Horford uh, <laughs> of, of of actors. It's just like Anal- well, an- analytical nerds have made her seem better than she actually is. Yes, exactly. That's it's like, fair. And, and so, like, if if you're a studio, you're like, ah, why why pay for someone good when we could, you know, like like for this price, we could just get Renee Zellweger. She's a name. Like, look, look, she she does good movies. Look at the stuff she's in. And it's like, no, you are overpaying. You're not actually getting what you're like a good performance. You think you are. And she's really she's really just being carried by the other people around her. Yes. A hundred percent. And that and that's my Renelle's yeah. Renee Zellweger rant. And so what was your number five for Russell Crowe? Cinderella, man. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, oddly, oddly enough, I was I was looking it up. Uh, it got nominated for three Academy Awards. Only um, only actor-actress award was uh, Paul Giamatti. Not shocking for best actor, best performance by an actor in a supporting role. Yeah. Crow, Crow was nominated for best actor for the Golden Globes along with Giamatti. Uh, needless to say, they did not win. Yeah. All right. My number four was Mystery Alaska. Man, you really haven't seen any crow movies. No, I have not. Yeah, I I wanted to put that in my top five, but I just I couldn't because so, there are just so many other good ones. So, Mr. Alaska was yours. Uh, American Gangster was my number four. So this was this was really highly anticipated when it came out because it was paired Denzel and Russell Crowe together. Um, you know, two guys who would each won uh, the Best Actor Academy Award in the last like five years. Um, the movie's about an outca- uh, an outca- he plays an outcast New York City cop um, who's charged with bringing down a Harlem drug lord, Frank Lucas, who starts out as basically the car driver of... Um, Are you the, crunching your, your can or something? The big, yeah, sorry. The big mobster. Uh, I was playing with the can. The big mobster um, 
Bumpy, I forget, I forget Bumpy's last uh, last name, but it doesn't matter. Uh, but Frank basically starts importing in heroin directly from Vietnam through his brother-in-law, who's in the army. Uh, I, you know, Crows. I think the movie overall is pretty good. Um, Denzel's great in it, and, and uh, Russell Crowe's great as Richie Roberts, the cop. I thought he's, Johnny he's, Depp was was in that. Uh, no, that's uh, no, that's um, is that American Gangster? No, that's the one where he's uh, he's the bank robber. Oh God, what was that one called? That one was boring as shit, and I love Johnny Depp. Um, okay, I, I maybe, don't know. Anyway. Find that on your phone. I forget what that was. Um, but he's like Russell. Russell Crowe is funny in it because he he plays a cop who basically is a scumbag human being. He cheats on his wife, uh, fornicates with everybody, gambles, does all this stuff. But he doesn't. He doesn't take. Um, he's not on the take, which means he doesn't take. He doesn't take dirty money or get bri- or he won't take bribes to look the other way for criminals, um, which makes him basically, uh, you know, the devil to the New York City Police Department at this point in time. And his ex-wife's always like, always talking to him. He's like, you know, you think you're the good guy because you don't take, you don't take money, but really, you should have taken the money and just treated us better. So it's, it's he's actually got a really, he plays a really interesting character, and he does a great job at it. And uh, him and him and Denzel is pretty cool. Um, and there's just, there's a lot of other good cast, but that's my that's my four for American Gangster. Okay, um, my number three, and you, this is just going with my theme of not knowing a, a lot of Russell Crowe movies, and I hope people just laugh their ass off. But um, I've watched both of these movies, and I don't remember them per se. Three Ten to Yuma and Quick of the Dead, and I I like westerns, so just one of those. I don't know which one, but <laughs> God, Jesus! <laughs> oh man, I quick in the dead. Quick in the dead's great. It's uh, I, I, I like I, I don't. Even, I know I've watched them both. I don't. I don't. He's remember, he's but... probably he's probably got thirty. He probably says thirty words in Quick of the Dead, but he's actually like a pretty central character. Um, that cast is great. You got Hackman. Uh, you got Leo when he's like fifteen. Uh, Sharon Stone. Oh man, Roll Tide back in the early nineties on her. Um. Yeah, great, great cast. That's a good movie. Uh, my three is L.A. Confidential. Uh, I used to watch this a lot when it came out on uh, on cable back when like HBO was like very rare for people to have. Um, he plays like an emotionless like enforcer cop, Bud White. Uh, the movie the movie's about um, as corruption grows in the 1950s in Los Angeles. Three pol- three policemen, one straight laced, one brutal, and one sleazy investigate a series of murders with their own brand of justice. Um, you know, he, he's awesome. Again, the cast, you got Kevin Spacey who, you know, whatever's gone on now with him in the last couple of years, Spacey was a tremendous actor in the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, Guy Pierce plays, plays his partner who's as straight hour as it goes. And, um, you know, he's, he's very similar to Richie, Richie Roberts in the fact that like he can't be bought and he doesn't make, he doesn't look the other way for bad guys. Um, and Kim Basinger is the female lead in this, and anybody that listened to, or maybe I didn't even talk about this in the Batman Returns, but Kim Basinger was like my first boy-girl thing back in like the early '90s, um, after cooties weren't a thing anymore for me. And man, she is she's a babe. I love Kim Basinger, so her alone would have put this in my top five. I got it at three. Cool, good for you. I got a feeling our our top our two are going to be the same. Yeah, everybody's top two are the same. You know why? Because there's not so many Russell Crowe movies. There really is. There really is. 
number two, Beautiful Mind. Ah, so good. By, oh, by the way, that uh, that um, movie with Johnny Depp was Public Enemies. Ah, yes. With with um, um, oh Christian, Christian Bale, Bale in yeah. between Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, it's um, it's a, it's a, it's it's not a good movie. Anyway, um, yeah, Beautiful Mind, number, which is a good movie. Everybody loves Beautiful uh, Mind. I think now this one, I think, won the Academy Award for Best Picture. I think it yes. did. It won Best Picture. It won Best Actress. It won Best Director. Uh, the only thing it did not win was Best Actor, as Russell Crowe lost to Denzel, which neither here nor there. Um, yeah, so for anyone that doesn't know Beautiful Mind, it's about John Nash, who was a brilliant but um, a social mathematician. Uh, he thinks he, he's accepting secret work in cryptography for, um, I guess, I don't know who you want to call it, for the Pentagon, uh, which takes his life for a nightmarish turn. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, I'm actually doing this the right way this time and on time. Uh, he's actually... Uh, I guess I don't know if he's schizophrenic, but uh, yeah, yeah, he's a schizo, right? I don't remember the details. Yeah, I think he's I think he's schizo, I think he suffers from schizophrenia, so he's basically imagining. He's actually a brilliant scientist. Like all that happens, but all this stuff with like thinking that he's cracking codes for the government and has a bigger part in the world is just he's he's hallucinating it all. Um, I watched a special on that's my number two as well. I, I watched a History Channel special on John Nash. Russell Crowe got every mannerism, every everything down pat to John Nash, and he's he's fantastic. I, I would have liked to see him get the Academy Award for this, but again, yeah, Denzel got it for Training Day. Who was I mean, he was great in it. I just I think Denzel could have got it for some other movies. Um, I just thought Crowe was great. Yep, and number, number one, one, the obvious choice, Gladiator. Gladiator. This this was Crowe's. A lot of people will tell you the insider really kind of put Crow on the map, which I, I agree that it did. But man, Gladiator just put him in. He be, he became he became a movie star when he did Gladiator. Yeah. Um, Joaquin before he started his descent. Right, Joaquin Phoenix. You got the rest of the cast on there. No, that's your job. Uh, that oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I had to. Uh, I had to. I had to do everything for us. Um, Diane, I think Diane Lane, who's uh, in that Costner movie. We're going to watch I mean, one I of these days. I took Latin class in high school, so, I mean, I, I got that over you. But That's true. We actually are, uh, we actually watched this in, uh, we watched this in high school as part of Latin Club. We watched Gladiator, which is pretty, pretty dope. Um, yeah, the movie's awesome, but here, we're all just, uh, well, since we're all about the audio, let's, uh, let's keep it, let's keep it rolling and probably one of the greatest greatest scenes I believe in movie history here I mean that I, I think everybody everybody at one time or the other has has done the Maximus Decimus uh, speech in the voice in their lifetime. So great, great movie Gladiator. Um, yep. you know, he's part of he's part of the Roman army. Um, 
Marcus Aurelius is gonna you know is gonna have Maximus Maximus Decimus one of his generals take over take take over for him as as Caesar until he can give power to the Senate uh, his son um, oh god what what is Joaquin's character's name in this uh, it's embarrassing um, Commodus uh, is just a little shitbag and he doesn't trust him to rule uh, he ends up killing his dad before he can. Uh, talk about his plans dad yeah uh he uh what do you call it he he i don't know i just like the scene how in in the afterlife or whatever it's the it's the uh amber waves of grain and he's just kind of running his hand through them and it's it's you know he gets to see his family again a lot a lot of people actually think that's like the one like annoying part of it how like he just keeps like wow like like throughout like throughout the movie how he's like touching the grain or whatever (laughs) Well, those people are stupid. And I agree. They're, they're the whole movie, the, the whole, the whole movie's fantastic. Uh, and he, Crow, Crow did win Academy Award for Best Actor. Um, for Gladiator. True. Is that the one where it says "This is Sparta"? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> God, it's so fun to screw with you. I know three three hundred. Oh God, three hundred Gerard. Ugh. I'm still. I, that makes me think of Gerard Butler, and then that makes me think of that awful piece of shit rain of fire movie that had christian bear gerard butler and <laughs> it had dude it had uh, i can't wait till we do that maybe we'll do this next week like movie just movie rants of like terrible things but the friggin movie had christian bale gerard butler and matthew mcconaughey it was fucking awful how is that even possible <laughs> how is that even possible i don't know uh, all right all right well i think that puts a bow on that right sir I'd probably say so. I could talk Russell Crowe movies for hours. Oh, God. All right, Drew. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses.